0: Welcome to my Soul Life podcast and the Beginner Health Sessions. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and let's be honest, making changes to our health can seem hard, confusing, and complicated. So let's come back to basics. Each Thursday, I'll be here with simple tools you can use to transform your health. See you inside. I want to remind you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guests. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. And I would encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hello and welcome to another beginner health session. Today I'm giving you an update on my intermittent fasting journey. If you head back to episode 56, that's where I talk about my intermittent fasting and how long I've been doing it, why I started, what I was learning along the journey. Um, And there's lots of heaps, like lots of great information in there, of course. (laughs) But now I'm going to give you an update and you know, after doing Intermittent fasting for about 18 months, probably just a little bit longer. I've stopped. So that was um, a little bit of a a journey in itself and watching how that evolved in my life without judgment, just getting curious and going, I'm not sure that this is actually serving me anymore. And it came about in January when we were down in Canberra. um, And I'll give you a few details in a little bit, but I just want to kind of share with you some of the benefits that I found in intermittent fasting and some of the things that I really liked about it. You know, the purpose of going on intermittent fasting at the time, it was a, um, a it was a weight loss program, effectively. It was lose eight pounds in, in a month um, that I decided to jump on board with. And again, head back to episode 56 because I share more detail about that there. And I lost four kilos, so eight pounds is four kilos, right? I generalize, but that's kind of what I, how I do the math in that. And I lost four kilos very quickly and I call it losing my COVID coat. So during COVID, I probably wasn't doing as much exercise as I wanted to, probably eating a few things that weren't necessarily aligned to me and that my body didn't really like. Um, and so pretty much within the first two weeks of doing the intermittent fasting, that weight just dropped off. Now, I'm not sure that it was actually the intermittent fasting. Or cutting out all the things that potentially weren't serving me. And I would say it's the latter. But of course, you know, not having breakfast when you're used to having breakfast definitely plays a big part as well. It also cut out the noise around food. Now, I don't know about you, but years ago I had this experience and it was just a, it's always a really good reminder that I was away on a trip with a really great friend and there was one other person on this tour with us. And every, like, every car ride we would get in, so potentially first thing in the morning, they would, my friend and other person would start talking about what they'd had for dinner the next, the night before and then thinking about what they were going to have for lunch. And they were just workshopping ideas and said, Oh, you had that. How was that? I might have that for lunch today. And it was hilarious. It was like we just had breakfast. My belly was full. And then, then talking about food again. And this would happen after lunch as well. Like it wasn't, we just had lunch and then they're talking about, Oh, what, what should we have for dinner? I was going to try this and try that. And da da, da. It, it, it just became this hilarious joke on the whole tour. But what it reminded me, and it's my own personal journey as well. It's like, okay, we've got to prep for the next meal. And I also remember when I had family come to Canberra and we were literally going from meal to meal to meal. Like we'd serve up the first say lunch and then we're cleaning up and then we're preparing for dinner and I was and it was like a roller coaster and I was just like oh my gosh I'm exhausted and that's all we're talking about is just food what's going to be at the next meal and so doing intermittent fasting really shut down that noise for me um, that was sort of on the daily. I just knew that I was having lunch, afternoon tea and dinner. And generally speaking, I knew what that lunch was because I've been having salads for absolutely years. So generally speaking, that's what I would have. Um, and then afternoon tea probably was nuts and fruit. Um, I was eating sort of cakes and things like that, like brownies. So maybe an occasional brownie or some chips or something like that. It really didn't matter um, as long as I stripped out some components of what was required as part of this protocol, eating protocol. Um, and then we would have dinner as a family. And so I would just change a few things for that. And that was it. So I was really like going from eating every two hours and six meals a day to then going to just three meals. Um, I also knew, like I just said, what I was eating at each meal. I knew ahead of time. So there was no pre-planned, like it was all pre-planned, I guess. Um, there was no rushing around at the last minute. It was just like, go get it, come back, go and sit on the couch or sit, on the, sit at the table, whatever you're doing, just go and eat it. And in essence, I could just get on with life. And that's what it felt like. Like I could really just move forward with everything that was going on in our lives. But what I struggled with is um, and I saw this very early on, and I knew this would be a thing because when you go from eating six meals a day to, or yeah, um, and when I'm saying six meals, I'm talking breakfast, lunch, dinner, plus snacks, and so morning tea, afternoon tea, and something at night time. When you go from that to not like restricting calorie intake you're going to have low energy. So I knew that that was going to come, and I saw that happen very quickly. Um, I was walking hills um, at the back of Fadden called Waniasa Hills, which was great, but without the nourishment, or the food coming in, I was really struggling to get up those hills some days. Some days were fine and some days weren't. And so that really played around with my energy levels at that point. And that was at the start. And then it seemed to peter out. And as I said, some days were really great and some days not so much. Um, the other thing I did was I forgot to eat. So this became a real issue in Canberra. And it wasn't that I forgot to eat per se. It was just like I didn't have the right, in inverted commas, the right foods to be able to eat. So I went, oh, I'll just get something in a minute. And a minute became an hour and became two hours and became three hours. And then it's like, oh, well, I might as well have dinner. And literally on one particular day... I just forced some fruit into my mouth, so some berries, raspberries and blueberries, before I headed out for a walk in the afternoon. So I literally hadn't had anything through the morning um, and then had those berries and went, okay, we can do this. Um I really struggled with energy going on that walk with a friend and then went to dinner. Um and that way and I thought that I would be really hungry at dinner, but I could barely eat what I was eating. And so that was one of the other things that my appetite minimized. Again, you could see that as an advantage, but at that point when I'm not getting enough calorie intake or I not getting enough energy into my body for the energy expanding out, then there's like this calorie deficit which can cause problems in the body. So for me that wasn't necessarily a great thing and it was causing potentially more fatigue than I actually needed to to have. And interestingly, according to both my nutritionist and naturopath, it was better for my hormones to come off intermittent fasting. Um, And they said that once I'd made the decision to change. So I wasn't seeing a nutritionist um, whilst I was intermittent fasting. That happened as part of my change. But when I went back to my naturopath and just said, oh, by the way, I was no longer doing intermittent fasting. And she goes, oh, well, that'll be great for your hormones. So (laughs) she was pretty excited. And the nutritionist said the same thing. So what was the change? Why did the change come about? As I said before, we went to Canberra for a trip. And now we left on, I think, the Friday. And because we left, at like our flight was um, probably around 12, I'm thinking, um, or 11. So we left, yeah, we left home at 11, I think. So maybe the flight was 12.30. We get to the airport and there's not a lot at Harvey Bay Airport. Um, and there really wasn't a, there wasn't anything that I could really eat and I hadn't prepared any snacks. So that's all on me. So literally I didn't eat then. Um, and then, so I missed lunch and I obviously hadn't had breakfast. And my intention was to eat before we went, but things got a little bit, uh, busy before we did that. And so then we get on the flight and our flight's delayed, and so that affects our connecting flight in Brisbane, which means we have to run from one flight to the other. Thankfully, they held it up. Again, not having a chance to grab something in Brisbane. So we get on the flight from Brisbane to Canberra, and they bring out hummus, crackers, and veggie sticks. And so even though... Um, based on the the hair reports that I'd had done, you know, chickpeas and gluten are not great for me, I ate the whole thing. So I made a conscious choice in that moment to just eat the whole thing because I hadn't eaten that day. And Teddy didn't finish all of his, so I had some of his as well. And I was fine, um, but just really struggling, just energy-wise and just continuing to do what I could. So it was pockets of these sorts of things where I really didn't have the nutrition that was going to support me and it wasn't anybody else's fault but my own. Um, I made sure that I went to the shops and bought a few things that would help, um, or would fuel me. And then I, I kind of got to that Tuesday where I hadn't eaten, you know, had those berries in the afternoon and then at night time had that, um, had that dinner that I really couldn't eat and I went right tomorrow, this is how we're going to eat. And that's what I stuck to making sure that I was having um, a juice in the morning. I was having lunch that was uh, like aligned to me. So I would get a Mexican um, burrito bowl without the burrito. So uh, making sure I got black rice and all the things that I really enjoy and then having some afternoon tea and then having dinner. And so that really helped me get through the rest of the week, but the fatigue was already there. And so I'm filling up on an empty hole effectively because I was run down. And, of course, then I got sick when I got home. Um, It wasn't COVID. It wasn't any of that sort of stuff. Um, But that led to, like, lots of sleeping and lots of rest. And interestingly, I was, you know, I'm pretty good at managing my mind, but I was getting a bit moody. um, And so not having enough food and not having enough access to it in the ways that meant were meaningful for me just made it a little bit more challenging for me. And I used to get hangry, which I don't anymore, which is really great. But I could see where that kind of played into what was happening for me. Um, so fast forward a week or so, um, and I spoke to my nutritionist and made the shift and it took time. Don't think that I just went, oh, I'm going to start having breakfast. Bang, we're straight into it. I might have done it day one, um, or I might have had an idea of what I wanted to eat. But it was almost like opening up my mind again to what is breakfast? What do I have in that space? What do I want to enjoy? I played around with um, bringing in smoothies into breakfast, but that didn't kind of go too far. I played around with having eggs. Um So scrambled eggs, mushrooms, avocado, some spinach, and that was really great. And that served me for a period of time, but it didn't have any complex carbs in there. So again, just running on proteins and fats, I really needed that complex carb just to balance it out. And some days I would, there was um, some grain bread that I was having, but just again, it was just this constant experimenting and I was having the juice. So this then became like a bit of overeating. Um, I felt really full and I was like, oh, no, I don't really feel like lunch. Or yes, I'll have a smaller version of lunch and keep that going. But there was just this feeling of bloating in the morning and I wanted to work through that. The other thing is, you know, because I haven't had breakfast for so long, sometimes days I would just forget to eat. And just because I decided to stop the intermittent fasting and have breakfast – I was then going, oh, oh, I was meant to have breakfast, so I completely forgot about it. And that's when I decided to do my two-week experiment. And I talk about this over in a previous episode called Two Weeks, and where I do these two-week experiments. And the idea was to do breakfast every day for two weeks and have a different breakfast every day. And I didn't wasn't sort of like it has to be, you know, pancakes one day, chia pudding the other day, uh, scrambled eggs the next day. Like it didn't have to be completely different. It just had to be a different version of things. And so my nutritionist had given me a recipe book and I pulled out like, okay, this is the first one I'm going to do. This is the second one I'm going to do. This is the third thing that I'm going to do. And mainly they were chia puddings, which, you know, the first time I went to do it, my brain went, oh, we don't have to do that. You can just get up tomorrow and, you know. We'll just figure it out then, um, which aka meant we probably won't even have breakfast because we'll be so, um, <laughs> confused about what we're going to have. We just won't get there. And so I went, no, no, we're going to do it. And I really enjoyed that process of making the chia puddings the night before. And I got to a point where I was making two because the bananas were bigger. So a bigger banana made two chia pudding. So I had chia pudding for the two days. And then I would just change up the flavor profiles within them. So some would have peanut butter in them. Some would have cacao in them. Some would have um, so cinnamon and turmeric and maple syrup and just depended on what I was feeling like. Did I want something sweeter or did I want something a little bit more savory? What does that look like? And I'd play around with that. And that led to me tuning into my body, even more than I do now. It led to fueling my body. It What I've noticed is my body heals quicker, so my recovery time on things is quicker, and I generally have more energy. The other thing is I can shift things more quickly. So because I'm tuning in, I'm paying attention to what's going on, I know what's going into my body and what works, and then when I see things are going awry, I can have a look and go, what did I change yesterday? What was that shift? Because one thing that came up recently was I said to Chris, and I hadn't realized this, but I always, I got to a point sometimes in the nighttime where I would have this twitch through my left leg. And basically this had sort of come on after having Teddy. And during having Teddy, I had major cramping through my feet. Um, that was just, just crazy. Um, and so had these gnarled feet and it just, there's just been a couple of things that haven't sort of gone away since having a baby and that's okay but I just noticed this twinge through my legs and I would just say oh it's time for me to go to bed like that's my trigger and what I realized recently is that I hadn't had that for six months so since changing like shifting things in my own life that had ceased and I was like oh and I don't even know when that ceased it was never something that I said to the naturopath um, that we need to work on. I've, I kind of forgotten about it. Um, and therefore, and it probably wasn't the biggest issue that I had to worry about, but it's gone away. And I'm like, hmm, that's really interesting. But it came back almost like immediately when we, when I'm saying, Hey, I haven't had this for ages. The next night it comes back and I'm like, okay, so I did four things different that day and I can't really pinpoint which one it would be, but if, i just take those out, what would happen? So I took all those four things out, didn't eat them the next day, no problems, put one of them back, and then it, it was a problem. And I'm like, ooh, but then I put something else in, and it was a problem. So it wasn't the same thing. But what I realized is that potentially it's a sugar hit, even though it's a natural sugar hit. So it was dried apricots, um, and this isn't so natural, but the glucose uh, lollies, the like the frogs and stuff like that, that I had. And I'm like, oh, that's actually what potentially what the problem is. It's too much sugar into my bloodstream and then it causes this. So take that back out, "Hmm, the problem's gone again. So I'll just keep monitoring it. But this is really interesting to start paying paying attention to. The other thing that happened about a month ago was I got sick again. I had more temperatures, but this time I had diarrhoea and I... It was a funny thing. It was a Saturday night. I won't go into the details. But when I looked at my stool, I could see that it was full of chia pudding. It was full of turmeric. Um, So it was predominantly turmeric and chia seeds. And so looking at that, I realized that something didn't agree with me. And it could have actually been how often I was having them because they had become my norm. And I was like, oh, maybe this isn't serving me to have these. So I switched to oats with almond milk and maple syrup and then that's Monday through to Saturday at the moment and then on Sundays I have gluten-free pancakes, which you can get the recipe on my website, just in my blog. (laughs) So jump in there, they're really good. And I may so making that shift meant that everything settled down again and in terms of where I'm at on the Bristol stool chart for poos, I'm back at a number four. So I went from, you know, this really runny diarrhea poo to making a shift in my diet and yes obviously I needed to get better from that temperature as well but then it was able to come back in and just go ah now I've got this different food that I'm putting into my body and my body is actually happier with it and so we'll keep going so it's these mini experiments that I'm doing Um, obviously you've got the two week experiments, but the mini ones as well as I tune into my body and pay more attention to it, which are really serving me. And the advantages overall of doing all of this work and from moving from intermittent fasting is I have more energy. I can shift quickly, as you've heard, like I can just make these changes much quicker. There are no rules around when I eat, how I eat. Um, the rule typically is that I just have preferences now, like no rules but preferences. I eat a lot of whole foods. I eat a lot of organics. I eat um, a lot of, you know, sustainably farmed food. That is really important to me. I eat a lot of nuts and grains uh, in terms of seeds, sorry. don't necessarily eat grains but maybe some dal and I have oats and things like that that really actually support me and support my body. So taking out the things that... You know, challenge my systems has really supported me in terms of those energy levels. And the best thing of all is that I dream about my breakfast now, which is really cool. And it's almost like, I go, can I have that again today? I would love to eat oats like all day long, but I know that then that would drive another problem because my body would go, ah, we need some diversity. Can you just take that out for a while? And I'm like, no, I want to have my oats. So what does that mean for me going forward? So now I'm having breakfast, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, and sometimes a snack at night time, which is generally either a hot chocolate of some sort, description, chia seeds, uh, chia, pu- chia, chai seeds, chai spices, um, some turmeric and some honey in there. So just playing around with that, depending on what I feel like that night. And then... Um, or I have an organic um, tea, so I love the Love Teas. They're amazing, so I really enjoy jumping into those and just relaxing on the lounge. But that's not every night. Sometimes it's just the water, and I'm finishing off my 2.6 litres of water <laughs> so that I can um, tick that off on my little, not that I really keep a chart of that anymore, but probably tick it off in my mind. So the next change for me is adding in morning tea, but I'm really in no rush, and I'm doing what feels good. So if I feel like having some morning tea, then I'm going to put some just some fruit and nuts into my bowl, probably about half the size that I would have in the afternoon. And so just something to nibble on at about 10.30 and then I'm having lunch at 12. And so making those little shifts just make changes to the way that we eat. Our nutrition is a journey and it will evolve as we do. And I've seen lots of evolutions, one with my clients, but also with myself over the last four to five, six, <laughs> seven years in particular. But even before then, around how we think things should be and how things actually are, are, two different things. So start to tune into your body. Pay attention to how do you feel after you've eaten something? It may have been yummy in the moment, but are there some, you know, sort of, not, no, not so great side effects on the other side that really are making you wonder whether or not that food is serving you or whether it's time to make that sort of shift and change. And what would that change look like? What do you reckon? What could you explore? What could you experiment with and go and have a little play? It's the what's next evolution in your food and drink journey. And as I said before, this is all a journey. So there's nothing wrong here change is good. Let's go and have some fun with it. Let's experiment, see what we like, see what we don't like. Try things that we've tried in the past. Chia seeds have never been a friend of mine. They've never been something that I've gone, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But occasionally I find recipes with them in it and I go, oh, really, really love that. So finding that balance and finding what's true for you. So enjoy going on your journey. I hope this episode was helpful for you and that you could see my journey and that I'm constantly evolving um, and I'm constantly tuning into my body and seeing what resonates with my body and then letting the rest go um, and just having some fun as well. Dreaming about breakfast, I'm pretty sure that's a good thing to do. So thank you so much for joining me here today (laughs) and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. But before we do that, jump over to my Instagram page, my.soul.life.podcast for this episode. And tell me what resonated, where are you at in your food protocol, what's lighting you up, what are the things that you'd like to shift, come and share that with me. And then um, really, if if this episode resonated with you, please share it with someone you love and that you know will resonate with it. See you in the next episode.